Sorry, that's uh, Deutsche Cast. I'm starting that next. Episode 1 of Deutsche Cast due out 2018. Hey guys, it's me, Alex. For those that don't speak German, <laughs> like myself. Episode 300. 300. 100. 300. 300. Episode 300. Let's find out what that is in German. I think it's episode 300. Episode 3 episode 300. No, no. I want to I want to translate 300. 300. Oh, I think I said that. Anyway, uh uh it RS uh Folga 300. Folga Folga 300. This is the worst episode ever. Um, so it's an Alex Cast episode, as well you know, because I just said it's the worst episode ever. Uh, it's as is my, as is my want. <clears throat> yes, I have severe allergies right now, and it sucks. And uh, so if my voice sounds weird, that's why. But I've been putting off the 300th episode of the Alex Cast since. Since, uh, boy, let's see. This is going to be your update episode. Episode 296 was 7, yeah, let's see, 720, 2017 was the, uh, was the last of the regular shows. The ones that, you know, were in order and vaguely once a week. And let's see, I picked it back up on February 1st, 2018. Uh, with episode 297, and uh, now we are recording this April 1st, April Fool's Day, Easter, the pagan holiday that was stolen by the Christians. Today is the uh, celebration, oh wait, wait, I'm not even going to get into what today is the celebration of. First, let's finish up my thoughts on the show. I wanted to get to 300 because I got to 297 and just kind of stopped because, well, okay, anyway. I want to get to episode 300, so I'm like, hey, let's get to 300, see where the go- show goes from there. Um, I had a surprising number of downloads for the last two episodes, which, so, not doing a show for, how many months is that? 7, 20, so let's see, so 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, so 6 months, almost 6 months, or, what? who cares, yeah, 6 months, um, I figured I'd get like two downloads, you know, for the people that were left over from the old days. And I got, you know, substantially more than that. I'm not going to say how much more because I don't really talk about, uh, I don't really talk about numbers on the show. But anyway, that's what happened. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, let's try to get to episode 300 and then we'll deal with the future. Episode 300 is what is happening right now. 
and I'm talking about the show. Episode 100, if you go back and listen, is a is a bonanza. It is a cavalcade. It's a it's a Lollapalooza. It's got a ton of guests uh, doing the you know kind of called in and left messages saying congrats on 100 episodes. I had celebrity uh, voice drops. What do you call it? Celebrity drops. You don't need to say voice. I had friends. I had family. I had yes. I had it was great. Episode 200, I thought it'd be funny because Bill had left the show in between 100 and 200 to have him and Steph back on. At the same time, they used to be regulars on the show. I'm not going to explain everything. If you haven't listened to every episode of the show, one, good for you and your life choices. And two, just be confused for a minute. I'll move on to something else eventually. But, um, yeah, episode 200 was, I thought it'd be funny to just bring them both back on and pretend nothing happened. Uh, and then my big, you know, kind of celebrity guest was I got somebody to do an Alex cast theme that was a Grammy award winner. Uh, this guy, Justin, Justin, I can't remember his name now, but he'd won a, I think a Latin Grammy. Um, but either way, he was Grammy award winning producer, music guy. And I thought, oh, that's funny. Cause I know a guy that's like, you know, good at music. I'll have that. And then not mention it really. So like episode 100 is I put in, you know, dozens of hours of work to, to edit it all together and get all the clips. Um, and it comes out, which is a bunch of, you know, randos and then episode 200, not calling into it and have like a proper, um, you know, not celebrity, but a proper, you know, musician do the opening. Uh, boy, that was, that was a dumb idea because no one cared. And, um, the joke for what it is, I mean, joke is a huge exaggeration. It just didn't go over. It was just dumb and stupid. And, and, uh, that's what it is. So episode 300. I had thoughts of either bringing in like everybody um, that I can still get, get Steph, Bill, um, who else has been on the show a lot, John. Um, that's probably it of the regulars. Oh, I get Sean, but Sean was just on. But anyway, the, the point is, I didn't do that. And I didn't really know what to do with 300 because I wanted to do an episode and I wanted to say goodbye. Now, not to say that this show is over. The Alex cast is... Not This is not the last episode. I mean, it might be the last episode. I'm not making any promises one way or the other. But I wanted to make sure I did one last show uh, that I explained what's up in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm going to actually do some content. Uh, I'm probably going to read something that I wrote. Uh, so this isn't just going to be a show of me waxing philosophic about the nature of podcasting. But this part of the show is for you people that uh, have you know shown loyalty. Uh, so the show, as I, as I've complained about a lot, uh, and this is not a complaint, just explanations. I, I booking guests has become just untenable. Uh, the amount of effort that goes into it versus what I get out of it and not, not what I get out of it sounds horrible. Like I'm putting it on them. Just the amount of effort in versus, you know, it's just a dinky show with, you know, uh, even at the, even at its height where I had like a sh- shitload of downloads for what the show is. It's still a lot of effort for, you know, I was, you know, essentially no money a month. The standard ads paid a little bit, but the point is zero money. Oh, yeah. By the way, on an episode that I'm not sponsored by the standard, go to the standard in Portland. It's a great bar. I like it. I got paid nothing for that. I just, I was promised I'd tell you guys that if I ever stopped having the standard uh, be a sponsor of the show, I would have talked about them anyway. Well, there you go. There's proof. I'm a man of my word. Um, so the effort was, it's just difficult to try to book people. 
and just being a one-man operation was difficult. And I've talked about this. I mean, I've talked about this since... I mean, I, this show started in 2010. Late 2010. 2011, once I got on the stride of the show. The point is, I, I got... I talked about a lot that I'm a natural second mic. It's better for somebody else to kind of do either a second mic or somebody with, or a first mic with a talkative producer or the two roles that I would fill well. And I couldn't find that. And I made attempts and they were both lovely attempts. Great guys just didn't work out. Mostly my fault. One, 100% my fault. The other like 70% my fault. And that's being generous to me. But the point is, it's hard to keep a producer when they're not getting paid anything, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it's, I can never find a, a co-host or find anybody to book guests for me, which, which would be weird. Hey, you want to book guests for a show that doesn't pay anything and you probably don't listen to? So it became increasingly... So I've been talking about that since 2011. Years of booking guests and watching the numbers not do anything based on the level of guest. Maybe just, you know, the, the effort was hard to put on. Um, where am I going with this? Anyway, oh yeah, so I'm just explaining what's going on. So it just, it's harder and harder to do it. And uh, doing a show where you're just talking to a mic by yourself is really hard. I mean, it's one of the things that it's constantly, constantly brought up to me anytime I talk about the show is people will say that's, it's really difficult to just turn. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you talk into a mic by yourself. And yeah, it is hard. That's why he was trying to get guests because it's fucking hard to talk into a mic by yourself. Especially with no producers, no, you know, no equipment, no anything. So the point I'm getting at here is it becomes increasingly difficult to book guests and doing a show by yourself is increasingly hard, especially when I've talked about everything I have to talk about. You know, I'm, I'm out of ideas, man. You know, so I'm not, not, not out of ideas, but I'm certainly out of stuff to talk about on a weekly basis. You know, I, I think I was out of stuff years ago, but I kept it going because I, you know, was booking guests. So that's where, that's where we're at. So. A lot of the weeks I was skipping during the end of the Alex cast, uh, the end where I was still trying to do a quote unquote weekly show is because guests fell out and I just didn't want to do a solo show. It's not like I don't want to do a solo show. It's locking myself down in my apartment to talk to myself for X number of minutes is it's a combination of anxiety producing and depressing as, as I've talked about extensively on the show. I'm, you know, one of my main problems is I'm a combination of shy and very lonely. So Boy, it's it's difficult to be like, hey, let's just let's uh let's fight both of those at the same time. Uh, I don't know. That probably doesn't make sense to people that aren't dealing with the same shit I am. But if you have mental health issues, I'm sure you understand what I just said. If you don't have mental health issues. The fuck are you listen to this show for, weirdo? <laughs> Wasn't this show with like a a real host? Go listen to Joe Rogan and then uh, talk about the flat Earth or whatever the fuck he talks about these days. I don't know why I'm making fun of Joe Rogan. He, I used to listen to him. Four years ago, he did an amusing show. It's probably still great. Uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. Episode 300. Um, I still say um too much. I've probably gotten worse on Mike on solo shows because, one, I'm doing the show ill. Two, I'm doing it without any prep. I don't know if there's a three, but whatever. It's episode 300. That's what this is. I don't know if there's going to be another episode. Uh, I don't. I, I'm I'm open to the idea, which is why I don't end the show. 
because there's a couple of guests that have expressed interest in coming back on, which I would like to talk to these people again. One as like just a, you know, talk to another human. It's fun. Uh, you're like, hey, this is a great person to hang out with. Uh, and then, t- but it's also nice to, this is a unique style of conversation where if you have somebody on to talk about, you know, occultism or whatever, uh, if you're just talking to somebody, you know, at a bar or whatever, that conversation can meander and you don't get, I mean, the conversations I hear meander, but you know, on the show, it's likely that if somebody's talking, you know, talk about occultism, we're not going to end up talking about, you know, three hours about Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I mean, it's likely we'll start talking about Battlestar Galactica on the show, but I'm forced to kind of turn the conversation back around and get back to the quote unquote topic uh, for what that topic is, given the nature of the show. So it's an interesting style of conversation that happens when you're doing it in a, you know, interview, quote unquote, format or a, I don't know, a audio conversation, because not really interviews, more just chats. But anyway, so I like the idea of people coming back on. So if my life changes in a way that like, oh, I do get that person with that wants to talk frequently or I get a string of people that want to come on, I would start doing the show on a regular basis. If I just, if just once a month or once every three months, I don't fucking know. The point is I'm not saying this is over, but I do want to, if this is the last episode, I do want to, you know, I didn't, I wanted to say this stuff like, Oh, this is why I'm leaving. Um, I, I really enjoyed having people listen to the show. Uh, the, the people I've interacted with have been swell and that's about it. I think I think of my thoughts on leaving. I regret the show ending, but you know, to all things their end. Which is a weird thing to say since I'm saying the show's not quite over yet, or maybe it is. I don't know. It's the, I guess the thing about the show not being over is that I'm doing another podcast right now. John and Alex hate stuff, uh, so you can get it on iTunes and whatever. Yeah, this is, I guess this is a plug for my other show. But if you don't know, there is another show. Like I've been, I there's been there's never been a time where I haven't done a podcast since 2010. There's never been more than two weeks without me doing a podcast. It's, it's, it hasn't happened. Um, don't, don't look into that. No one's going to look into that. Maybe there was a time that I went two weeks without a show. I don't think so. Because once the Alex guys started kind of falling apart, uh, I was doing John and Alex hate stuff. So I'm pretty sure it's been consistent. Not that this matters. So, it's weird to say like, oh, the outcast is over because I'm still doing a podcast where I'm saying dumb shit into microphones. It just now I'm saying dumb shit about a, a singular topic. And there's still tangents galore on that as well. So listen to John Alex hate stuff. I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to me. So I'm sorry for the sniffling. Uh, Portland, Oregon is a, a, it's a hellhole of allergies. Uh, somebody once told me that in a native, one of the native languages here, uh, the Willamette Valley, well, uh, the, the, their, the, the Willamette Valley is where I live, people outside of it. the area I live. There's no reason to say that. Then the native word for the area I live translates to like the area of great sickness. Cause like every year allergies, even to like the, the, the actual native locals, you know, destroys your face. So I'm being faced fuck, face fucked by like a series of, of plants and, and, flowers and whatever the hell else. I don't know what my allergies are because I never had them until I moved here. These fucks destroy you. So that's why I said, what am I doing? I'm, I'm rambling about allergies. This is, this show sucks. Okay. This show sucks. Got that. All. I already said this show sucks. I'm trying to get all the Alex cast things out of the way. Um, 
Dick joke. Okay, got that off the list. I have the Alex Has description from iTunes. I don't remember writing this, but this is uh, this is what the Alex Has description is. The Alex Has a comedic podcast based out of Portland, Oregon. Correct. Alex and his rotating cast of guests. Uh, well, okay. Discuss Fortiana, books, mysticism, booze, metaphysics, spirituality, movies, writing, and other random nonsense. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually pretty accurate. Good job, me, if I wrote that. This is the single greatest podcast in the history of Alex-based entertainment. I guess that's true. I think there's like a, um, there's a rock star, a porn star with the name Alex with two X's, so that person might be better at being entertaining. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not them. Uh, so what else can I tell you about? Oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Um, hold on. I'm going to find. Okay. So I wanted to hit all the notes of the old show. Um, not the old show, but I mean, this is a show, but all the things I did over the years. So I'm going to pull three tarot cards for the history of the Alex, for the Alex has listening audience. Or even for me, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to pull three tarot cards and we're going to uh, tell you what those mean. Maybe I'm going to interpret them for you because I used to do this on the show pretty often. And since this is the last, probably not, but last show, I thought I wanted to hit all the things. So uh, as I'm shuffling, I'll tell you that I have a little short story kind of character piece that I'm going to read. Uh, it's going to be featured in my next thing I'm putting out for those that read my work available on Amazon, Alex Bolin, uh, Alex Bolin 2 X's, B-O-L-L-E-N, buy all my books. Uh, my next thing putting out, I'm putting out a short story collection. So it's all the short stories I put out already as Kindle sing singles. I'm going to put out as a physical book and of course put it on digital. So it's going to be the stories I put out already and two short stories you haven't read yet. And both the short stories uh, you haven't read yet, I like quite a bit. I think they're really strong, but they're um, not tonally similar. But well, they both they both kind of. I don't want to give too much away because I'm going to read it in a minute. But they have a similar topic, and they're both kind of really intimate. And I don't want to. I just felt like they weren't. It's weird. Like I felt like they're not appropriate for putting out as Kindle singles. Um, though they're really good and it's not like they're not worth money. It's not like these aren't a great example of, right? Like, I think they're really like one, I think is really, really, you know, probably one of the strongest stories I've ever written, but you know, I, I don't know. It's just something within me. So, and, and I was due for a book to come out, so I'm going to put them all together, but this is, gonna, this is a, uh, very close to final draft of a story. So I'll read that in a bit. Okay. So three tarot cards four. I don't know, something. You're supposed to know what you're reading tarot for before you flip them. So let's say, uh, let's be, uh, let's make this, fuck it. It's called the Alex cast. Let's make it about, let's see me. This is my uh, past, present, future tarot reading past the father of wands present, the mother of pentacles, future, the son of swords. Well, that's a familial, um, read. I'm going to, because uh, again, this is just me trying to, basically wasting time. So uh, let's start with the uh, the past, quote unquote. So wands is um, creativity, inspiration, um, 
like uh, goals, uh, you know, like uh, like doing a podcast. That would be that would fit into wands. Pentacles is like uh, real world shit, money, um, kind of material things, but not material in a in a negative way, but like you know material goods. Uh, but like, you know, the real world, um, kind of down to earth. It can also be like, um, down to earth in like an earthy way. Um, you know, like to do with the, you know, like hearth and home kind of shit. Uh, swords is kind of intellectual shit. Um, I think of it as like aristocracy. Um, it's, you know, there can be destruction, obviously, because there's a fucking sword. Um, Yeah. Um, and also it can be like, did I say intellect? I think I said intellect, but you know, that stuff, which actually this kind of makes sense. So wands in the past, father wands, that's the old show, mother of pentacles. I've been dealing with money, kind of normal world shit right now. I'm not going to talk to you about that. And future intellect kind of destruction of things. Uh, maybe that's this kind of concept of the show moving on or whatever. So I'm going to say in the future, I'm going to stab someone. That's not what it means, but I think in the future, maybe that's, maybe that's a reference. If I'm talking about the show, that's it. Maybe that's the intellectual thing about the show being killed, but it's, I tend not to think of swords as actual destruction, but that's, you know, since I'm talking to more than two people, I'm going to at least pretend to lean towards the uh, actual book definition of what cards should mean. Cause, cause. I don't know. I'm trying to impress you, I guess. Nothing more impressive than a guy that stammers for half an hour straight while sniffling and rambling incoherently about a dumb show. A dumb show. They did 300 episodes of, 300 episodes of this shit. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so coming out soon in the... what's it, This is April 1st. I'll probably start... I mean, I think I'm pretty much... I have to combine the files to see how long they are, but I'm pretty sure if all those stories combined, it's long enough for me to think it's a short story collection, which I think they're long enough. Um, it'll probably take me a couple months to put together and get it ready for print. So, you know, this year, in the summer, probably have another physical book from, from your pal, Alex. Uh, there, there's some really good stories. Um, if you haven't read them already, they're available on Amazon. The Book of Lists is the one I recommend. I think that's the best thing I've written. Uh, if you want to read a novel, Periphery. Hey, everybody's listening right now knows this shit, but except for the, the short story collection coming out, because no one knows that. I mean, I, I barely... I barely uh, figure that out, but I think we're there. Anyway. Uh, what else do... I mean, what else was I thinking about telling you guys? I told you about why uh, the show kind of is quote-unquote over, though not over. So, if I'm still in your feed, keep it there, because you may see randomly a an episode show up. I have a guest that I want to talk to again uh, that has expressed interest in coming on, so, the, uh, you know, that would be cool. And who knows, you know, maybe maybe that person would enter... I'm not looking... I was going to say this person's going to enter my life and change the show. I'm not looking for a, you know, manic pixie savior girl, but the way that guest booking and talking to yourself works the introduction of like one new bit of energy uh can change uh everything can change the landscape so you know it's one of those deals where like oh yeah maybe uh 
maybe I will end up, uh, you know, finding somebody new to, you know, be part of this world and, and then it becomes a regular thing again. But I'm making no promises. I will promise that John and Alex Hayes stuff uh, is still going every two weeks. It's a good show. We're doing Big Lebowski next. As I've pointed out on the show many times, I think that movie is somewhere between overrated and shitty. If you're one of those people that likes wearing a bathrobe and drinking a white Russian because your favorite movie did it, uh, be prepared to be insulted because, boy, I'm going to make fun of you a lot. But I haven't rewatched the movie yet, so it's possible that I'm going to fucking fall in love with it and be like, oh, I've been wrong all these years. It's not, it's not like a strong possibility. I'm nearly half an hour now. As anybody that's ever heard the show in the days where I've done readings, I'm shit at reading aloud. That's why there's no audiobooks in my work. I'm not, I don't know if I'm shit at it. I'm just not, it's not my strong suit. And um, <clears throat> a lot of uh, doing audiobook stuff involves having a producer. So if you do a, you know, if you fuck up the reading, somebody else being on a you know computer away from you, being able to pause, cut, and blah, blah, blah. So it makes it a lot easier that way. Or have somebody do the production for you, which um, I don't have. I guess I'm just saying I'm being lazy. But it's a combination of lazy and skill set. So, and no one really asking for it. A lot of people have said, oh, you know, uh, of like friends that they don't read. They only listen to audiobooks. And that's why they haven't read my stuff. But I'm pretty sure that if I had audiobooks out, they would just find it uncomfortable listening to me read. So, uh I suppose it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what I suppose. I don't know what I'm doing. So I started a podcast, how many years? Was it 2008? I'm eight years into this fucking show. Eight plus years into the show. And I still don't know what it's about. I still don't know what I'm doing. I just, you know, it probably sounds a little bit better than it used to. Um, that's about it. So yeah, here's a reading. Much like I did in the old days. It's a short story uh, that I wrote. Yeah, I don't know. It's It's a short story. And I think it's okay. It's, I mean, it's going to be quite good. I can tell, but I, I need, I don't know, probably like one more edit on it. There's not, there's only like one spot that I've got a little bit of a hitch, but, uh, I think it's, I think it's pretty okay. And, um, I keep saying it's pretty okay. And then, you know, it's so underselling. The point is it's a, it's a short story and I'm reading it, uh, to you now, in the year of the Great Portland Earthquake. It happened in the year of the Great Portland Earthquake. It wasn't an actual earthquake, though. Rather, it was a seismic study done by some university or another. The study said, in essence, that the Pacific Northwest, specifically the Portland area, was due for a large earthquake. It was based on volcanic activity, fault lines, and all sorts of other scientific esoterica. This study was picked up by the scientific media. The scientific media was then picked up by the regular media. The regular media was then picked up by everyone else. Everyone else eventually told my mother. Mom, it's not going to happen anytime soon. It's just a projection or something like that. Nothing to be concerned over. My mother has been worrying about this since the story came out in a, in quotes, respectable magazine. The headlines were along the lines of, New study shows projected damage from seismic activity in the Pacific Northwest. New study shows that the dormant Pacific Northwest volcanic substrates will eventually awaken. The Pacific Northwest ripe for accident. Portland on the edge of destruction. Portland is already dead. Oh fucking Christ run! Etc. Yes, I continued. I saw the story too. Well, have you thought about moving back home? There are no earthquakes in New York. No, I think I'll be okay out here. Besides, I don't know anyone in New York anymore. I'm too old to get a new social life. 
You know plenty of people. What about me and your father? Oh, come on, Mom. I can't move across the country to hang out with my parents. I'm almost 30. That's just sad. Well, you should come home and visit then. Sure, as soon as I get some vacation time. But I gotta run. I think there's some rumbling in the distance. That's not funny. Well, thanks for calling. Love you. Love you too. Tell Dad I said hey. I lived in Portland, Oregon at the time, in an apartment building straight from the heart of the plywood and plasterboard 1970s. It was 40 years into the building's existence, and it showed no signs of gathering any historical value. 29 years into my existence, and I was showing some wear at the edges. I was fresh out of another pointless relationship with someone I had little affection for. Another one of those placeholder relationships to fill the void between birth and retirement. I was 29 and burnt down on pretty much everything. The world hadn't worked out for me yet, and it certainly showed no signs of changing its opinion with age. So, I lived in this not-too-shitty, but certainly not that great, apartment building in Portland with a roommate I barely spoke to and a cat that hated me. How did I know the cat hated me, you ask? Well, I had many, many reasons. Foremost of which was how it looked at me. It would look at me with these cold, brutal eyes. It looked at me as if I were prey for the hunt. However, when I surreptitiously watched it looking at the couch or the roommate, it had lovely, kind eyes. Nothing like the demonic eyes it used when it looked at me, so full of bile, hate, and fury. What made it worse was that it never scratched me. Never. Not once. If it ever hurt me physically, I could have proven the cat's hatred with scars and fresh, bloody scratches. But it was smarter than that. It would try to trip me when I was drunk. It would try to suffocate me when I was asleep on the couch. But its claws remained withdrawn. It refused to leave evidence of its menace. The second major reason that I knew the cat hated me was the mouse problem. The apartment had mice. I wouldn't say infested, yet I certainly wouldn't use the singular tense. It was riddled with mice, but the traps and the cat kept back the brunt of the full invasion. Except for my room, that is. My room was trap only. The cat would not kill mice in my room. Was the cat banned from my room, you ask? No. Well, yes, but the locks were terrible and it always found a way in. I gave up my ban eventually, but in all the long years of nearly infested living in a nearly terrible apartment, the cat never lifted a paw to the mice in my room. I repeat, the thing hated me. The last woman I dated while living there thought the cat was cute. You can't imagine how much that really bothered me. She knew all the excellent reasons for my anti-cat stance, yet she sided with the cat. She wantonly chose my roommate's cat over my feelings, though I suspect she thought I was kidding about the whole thing. I only realized that after we had broken up. Not that we broke up over the cat, far from it, but it was a contributing factor. How could I love someone who was fond of my enemy? It's impossible. No one that loved that cat could be trusted to share my bed. Now, you may be annoyed at me for my telling you that I was anti-cat, and that's fair. But I was not, nor am I, anti-cats. I was and am anti-cat, singular. Specifically, that stupid cat I lived with a handful of years ago. It's still alive from what I hear. I still hate it. Every few weeks I think about stopping by my old place to visit the cat. I want to know if its feelings towards me have changed in the intervening years. I suspect it'll still stare at me maliciously while everyone else coos at how adorable it is. Anyway, as I said, the relationship was mostly affectionless, so it wasn't that big of a deal that we broke up. After all was said and done, she was gone, and I was in an apartment I didn't like with a cat who didn't like me and a closet full of dead mice and traps. I was watching TV as a mouse ran across my floor. It was fast and rather distracting. I could see the cat sitting on the living room couch watching it, too. My phone rang at 10 p.m., an unknown East Coast number. The cat got off the couch and chased the mouse under my bed. I felt the quake before it hit, and listened to my father tell me that my mother was dead.
yeah, so there's a story that I wrote about a cat and a mouse and the loss of a parent. Uh, that's that. You can see why I don't want to put that out as like a single, because as much as uh, I think it's a quality story, um, it's a bit of a bummer and super short. So there is that. Ha-cha-cha. I'm being amusing. I don't know what to fucking do with reading aloud. I fucked up like eight times while reading that. And uh, who knows how much I'm going to fix. I know there's one part where I'm going to leave in me stammering. Because it's really hard to edit out. I'm saying that before it even happens. Yeah, so that's that. Okay, well, I mean, I guess I guess, I guess, guess this is it. Um, yeah, Uh I did 300 episodes of a podcast. Uh, in that time, I put out a short story collection called The Void Sutras. I put out a novel called Periphery. I put out a bunch of short stories. And um, those short stories are soon to be put into a collection. So, I don't know. I don't know what that says for eight years. I don't know if that's anything. I don't know if anything's anything. But it's what happened. And... Barring the invention of cheap time travel, it's going to remain what happened. You know. Guess it's better than living with some shitty cat, I suppose. Yeah, I don't really know. But that's that. So I've been Alex, and this has been uh, 300 episodes of the Alex cast. And if we don't get together again, um, just want to tell you that I am. Uh, I don't know what I want to tell you. I just, uh, I guess I'm, I'm glad we met each other. <laughs> uh, it's been, it's been an interesting thing. And uh, thank you for listening. And thank you for putting up with my shit. And, you know, I hope, uh, I hope you're well uh, to all the people out there, even the ones I never interacted with, but especially the ones I interacted with. I'm not going to start naming names because I'll forget people, but you know who you are. Um, yeah. So just because I'm not doing a show anymore. You still come say hi. I just, you know, I'll ignore you. I won't. I'll say hi back. I will. Yeah, so that's it. Um, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. I don't remember how I close. Oh, yeah, I used to say namaste, didn't I? I think I said that kind of jokingly because people that say namaste are somewhat irritating. Uh, but it's a good thought. Namaste is pretty all right. I don't know. Maybe I'll throw like a, a song in at the end here. I probably won't, because I can't think of a song to play. Well, if I think of a song to play, I'll play a song here. If not, whatever. Uh, the file will end, and so will this. Um, bye. From the top of the flight Of the white, white stairs Through the rest of my life Do you wait? a bell in my ears there's the wide white roar drop a bell down the stairs here
drop a bell off of the dock. Blotted out in the sea. Drowned
with a long face Sparrow Perch And play Songs a long face Burrow Buck And bray Songs a long face Sing I will swallow Your sadness And eat your cold clay Just to lift your long face And though it may be madness I will take to the grave Your precious long face And though our bones They may break And our souls separate Why the long face And though our bodies Recoil from the grip of soil why the long face and in the trough of the waves which are powing like dogs pitch we Oh 